1: We're going to talk about something very uncomfortable. And that is, what is a woman? That's not my question. That should be everybody's question at this point in life. But the, the person in particular who I'm thinking of is Matt Walsh. And who is Matt Walsh? Matt Walsh is a writer, he is a writer for the Daily Wire, but he also makes documentaries and he writes books and he does a lot gives give speeches. He does lots of things in life. He has done a documentary called what is a woman. And when you see it, it will knock your socks off. I just was not expecting this. And I have to say that my husband who has been there, done that with just about everything in law enforcement and uh, continues to be a a forensic criminologist. So he gets to see lots of things, watch this video. And he was, uh, he was very, very disturbed. And the reason he was disturbed is because Matt Walsh set out to ask people in positions of power and, and regular people, what is a woman? We seem to have some confusion about that today with the transgender uh, whole issue coming up with women in sports and Uh, can men have babies and all these different questions that all of a sudden are coming out. The schools want to teach our kids uh, some radical gender identity type of of curriculum now that I'm totally against. I got to say my grandkids are not going to be doing that if I have to homeschool them myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But Matt Walsh set out to ask this question. So he went across the country to Doctors to psychiatrists to uh, professors to just women, and I want to talk about that for a minute. So I'm going to start out with one of the first people that he went and visited with was he flew to New York, went to Times Square, addressed just women, women in the area, you know, walking down the street, and stopped and talked to them and asked, "What is a woman?" There was not a woman that answered that question in a way that makes any sense. Most of them stood there with their mouths open and had nothing to say. And they are women. So what is a woman? And they said, well, you know, that's, that's a hard question. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, Judy, is that a hard
2: question? That is not a hard question. That's not a hard question. No, it's not. And why are we making it hard? That's the question. Why are we making it difficult? What is the purpose?
1: I think they have everybody confused now. Everybody's afraid to say anything because they're going to be, and they said this, they said this in the video, that if they say anything different, that they're going to be labeled. And and if they say, if they're in certain jobs or certain positions and they say anything different and they're labeled, they, they can be out of their career. You know, so that's, I mean, that's the fear. And this is the left's game with us is, is, to, to make us fear. There are less than 1% of the population that are transgender women. Right. And we are all in fear of that 1% of the population. Why, why, why do, why are we accepting this as some sort of a truth? And Becky, I want to go on to the next one was he then went to a physician who is transgender herself, who uh, transitioned from a man to a woman and is a surgeon. And she does uh, sex gender changing surgeries. He asked how young uh, she does them. And the answer was 16 years old. At 16 years old, Becky, Do we even know who the heck we are? No.
0: Some days at 58, I don't know who (laughs) I am. (laughs) No, and you know, we know from having children that cognitively, their little brains are not fully developed. And this is the baseline for being fully developed until they're age 26. So for a 16-year-old, let alone a five, 10 year old to make those types of decisions as to, I wanna be something other than the way I was born. In, in my opinion is just ridiculous, ludicrous, sad, and tragic that the very basics are not getting through to the children because they're confused. Because society is telling people. And, it, and as you said, Linda, it's a very small percentage, but a very loud percentage that is saying you can be anything you want to be. And that they're not saying doctor, policeman, lawyer, chef. They're saying you can be, if you're a woman, if you're a female, you can, you can be a boy. If you're a boy, you can be a girl. Or you could be nothing. Nothing. You don't have to be either. You can, you can have sex with a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter. You can like either, anybody, all, free love, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a complete departure it, from any sense of morality, of any sense of godliness or even a superior being. It's all about me. And it all comes down to what I want, me, 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 what I want, what I want to do. Nobody's going to tell me anything different and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to take other people with me and we're going to grow and we're going to get so that we can do what we want to do when we want to do it. And what is that the definition of now I'm preaching now? I'm. That's the definition of sin. And that's a word nobody wants to talk about, right? Doing what you want to do when you want to do it regardless of anybody or anything and it's wrong but if you're not if you don't believe in if you don't believe in god and it's different than having a relationship with god then you don't have those boundaries and admittedly sometimes living without boundaries can look inviting over living within restraints that are there for your safety and your protection. So the nature of human beings typically are going to go for the cake instead of the celery. If you know what I
1: mean? Yep, That's human nature. And that's you, sad. You, you remind me of uh, the book of end times when it talks about that at the end, you know, wrong is right and right is wrong. And you know, yeah. up is down and down is up. And that's, that's the, the way I feel about this. Yep. Matt Walsh um, then went to, let's see, where did he go next? He, oh, he went and he talked professors. to a congressman, a congressman, oh. who the congressman uh, had some legislation in for, um, and uh, listen, I want people to watch this for themselves. So I'm just giving highlights Uh, There's so much more than what I'm talking about, but this congressman had a legislation going about uh, restrooms and different things for uh, transgenders. And so Matt Walsh is very direct when he asks questions. He's always very polite. He never gets upset, but he asked a lot of questions of this congressman and the congressman who, who, is the author of the legislation to change the rules for all of us and our families about where uh, people can go to the bathroom or, you know, what the locker rooms and all these different issues, there was more issues. Um, He could not articulate his own law when asked questions about it. He could not articulate it when Matt Wall said, well, what, you know, what about my daughter in, in the restroom? What about girls that don't, aren't comfortable with seeing a, a man's penis in the restroom? Right. You know, what, and he could not answer. And he, he just said, oh, this interview is over. This is a Congressman. The, then over. he went to uh, another, another physician. Oh, well, then he went so I'm sorry, next he went to Washington, D.C. And ladies, we've talked about this before. We've got all the women out there protesting about the fact that they might lose the right to kill their babies and have abortions um, you know, to nine months. And they're all marching in Washington, D.C. with all their pink hats on, right? So he went and spoke to them and he asked so many of them, what is a woman? And I, being a woman, I was pretty horrified they're, first of all, nobody answered the question. They said a woman is anybody who says that they're a woman, but a lot of them were angry and nasty. They never answered the question, but they personally attacked him for asking the question. These are all women. I don't get that. Why would
2: they, why, why are they personally attacking him? It's a, it's a valid question. What is a woman? And so what they, they, they pretended to be offended by the fact that he even asked the question. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Just beyond. I'm not sure
0: they had an answer. You
2: right. know what?
0: I, think, I mean, in this, man, it sounds like I'm just like Southern Baptist here, which I am not, but I'm just thinking <laughs> <saying. laughs> it's <laughs> confusion is a tool of the enemy and confusion. If you get people confused, they're not going to know where to turn. And then I fully believe that there were lots of people were asked us a question. Why, why is the sky blue? Something that we all know, or why, what is a woman? I'm, I'm sure they were confused as how to answer that now, which, which just
2: tells you how messed up we are. So my question, my question is so, so, I want to get down to why, why are we here? So why, how did we end up here? Right. So how did this become the norm? Um, what, so what exactly is, is the complaint is the complaint that um, a biological boy was born uh, and something inside him said that he was actually a girl he wanted to be a girl so badly instead of being a boy for whatever reason i don't i don't know what causes it i don't know why so what that person is saying is that they've been discriminated against all along that they don't feel comfortable going into the boys restroom because they really identify as a girl instead. And so it made them feel bad about themselves. Is that I, I'm just wondering, is that the,
1: I, I think is that, that, the is, that that is done, that is that we have been, uh, we made them accused of being then. trans. Was it transphobic? I, I don't even know the words anymore oh, okay. that there's so many phobics out there, but yes, that, that we're, we're discriminating against them. For you know, for not letting them that. go in the girls' restroom, play in girls' sports, right? You know, and and, and before we're finished with this, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this all on its head uh, because Matt Walsh did, but I still encourage people to watch What Is a Woman, and they mm-hmm. can get it on YouTube. Um, they may have to pay for it. I I think that that's what's true, but it's so worth it for any parent or grandparent to watch. When I, when I go back to thinking about this physician that was doing sex changes, she said that, you know, she doesn't answer what is a woman, not that question in any biological way. And she is a doctor. She answers it in a way that, you know, it's, it's basically that same answer. It's whatever you say you are, however you present yourself, that's what you are. Well, I mean, I have real issues with that, but right now I'm not talking about my issues with that because there's, there's more to this, this show. Matt Walsh, after he went to Washington, didn't get anywhere there. He went and saw another uh, physician and he also saw a professor. So let's talk about the professor because the professor was really interesting. So Matt Wall said, "Well, you know, I'll go to a place of higher learning. They must know the answer as to what a woman is." So he's talking to a professor who, who obviously is um, a gay professor, which is fine. But the, the professor teaches this subject, this, the societal something about uh, gender. Okay. This is his job. This is what he teaches to people. He would not give Matt Walsh a straight answer about anything. He kept turning everything back around to him. So his answer would always be, well, how do you feel about that? Well, how do you feel about that? And Matt says, I'm asking you, I'm here to ask you. You're the professional. You've hung your hat on
2: saying that you are the expert in this field and and so I'm asking you the question right Here was you the other thing that, answer.
0: this was the other thing that professor I did get to watch a snippet of this and the professor said why are you asking the question why are we asking that question what, <laughs> what he mean? said what does it matter right he said what does it matter
2: because there are repercussions there are consequences. There Yeah, but is, not if you don't believe, not if you don't believe that it's wrong. So is it so the question so 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 this professor is saying, you know, he doesn't believe that it's wrong. And what really what we're saying, I don't want to say we, okay. What I am saying, when I look at the case of the Um, I think she was 13 or 14 little girl who was raped in the girl's bathroom by a boy, a high school boy, who who said he identified as a girl and that he was allowed to use that bathroom and he raped her. Yes. Okay. So that's the consequence. That is the consequence that we're talking about. And that um, pedophiles, that um, rapists, that they will use this situation to um, inflict pain. Sure. And, and so, yeah, that is a problem. That's the problem right there. Why does it matter? Why, why does it matter if a young girl is raped in her school? Why would that matter? So, Linda, like you mentioned,
0: it's 1% of the population that are transgender. And so, how is it that laws have, are being changed and rules are being changed in order to facilitate the desires of such a small percentage of the population? And fast. This has happened relatively quickly when you look at how other transformations in history have happened over greater things look at how look at how quickly that these things have changed four years ago four years ago when my daughter went to college I was taken aback a little bit right across from her her residence hall room it's it stated the bathroom had a sign on it that said for those that identify as female.
2: Yeah. It's just so ridiculous. This I
0: know. And so my cool. parents, my parents looked at that sign cause they went to visit too. And they're, they're 80 something. And they, my dad just said, so, okay. So this is a girl's bathroom. It was really, it was, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it has happened so relatively quickly. This, all these changes just in order
1: to facilitate this 1%. Why do you think that is? I have an opinion on that. You know that the saying that don't ever let a good crisis go to waste. Well, the country has been in crisis here for the last couple of years with COVID. And we've taken those things and look how fast we got critical race into the schools. Look how fast we got gender identity into the schools. This has all happened in, in a time of chaos And these things that are being done are, are absolutely. And I, I know I say this all the time. I'm hoping that I get through to one person. When I say it, these are in the Marxist playbook, how to take a a capitalist country, a democracy into being a socialist country is, is you ruin the family, you tear apart sexual um, mores that we have, you, you, you make everything okay that that is all in the playbook of of changing society completely that's why schools want to teach your kids about gender identity and take it out of your hands as a parent and because the state then is in charge of the kids and we're going to keep talking about this in just a moment
2: you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on the precautions, but deep down, you still want to avoid getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray. Made in the USA, Rx reduces viral loads and minimizes the risk of you getting sick. Find a retailer near you or click our banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Listen to
0: the Ladies of Liberty sound off on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa.
1: Well, we're back and we're, we're still discussing uh, this. What is a woman? What is a woman? Well, I'm going to introduce two of them that I know right now. <laughs> um, today we have with us Becky Comina, and Becky is a... Uh, voice talent, a voiceover artist. She is fantastic. You can hear her voice right here on Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And and we have uh, Judy Moran. And Judy is the Director of Client Relations and (laughs) of the 12-week year. 12-week year, if you've never looked at it, listened to it, read it, uh, do so because it's changed my life. So here we go. And I'm, oh, Let me do myself here. Linda Martinelli. I'm a business owner and uh, I hail from Texas and also am the host along with my husband, Dr. Ron Martinelli of Talking While Married right here on America Out Loud every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please join us there. And I want to point out that all three ladies here are uh, women and we are all moms. And that becomes important to this conversation as we go on with Matt Walsh's uh, documentary called What is a Woman? So I want to go on to the next person. The professor was a total uh, washout as far as being interviewed. I'll go back to that uh, he he didn't want to answer anything, and he pretty much also stopped the conversation. The conversation gets uncomfortable. They come to a place where they can't answer a very simple question, and they just want to walk away. He then went to visit another physician. Um, and I don't remember if it was a, uh, a medical doctor, but I believe it was a, a psychiatrist who is a medical doctor anyway. A psychiatrist is an, is an MD. She made the most sense to me. She laid it right out there, what a woman is. You have to watch the video, but she laid it right out there with an answer that I can live with that I think most women can live with. And he said, what about all these people who can't answer, what about uh, people that, you know, that s- say that they are a different sex than they are, and they, they take measures to, you know, become that really, really interesting answer. She said, there, there is I'm putting it very simply, there's something wrong there. There's something wrong there. That is not natural human nature. But what we have found is that people, they they don't end up being happy the new way either. In fact, it's often worse. I want to get back to that because, well, actually I'll, I'll go there now because it fits in. He spoke to a, a person who had transitioned at the end. And that person said, this is so wrong. I did it. I'm here to tell you it's wrong. What they're teaching our kids is wrong. It doesn't make you happy. The statistics say that after seven years of transition and studies that they've done, they find that people are miserable. Suicide rates are higher. Um, the, the misery level is higher, that it doesn't help their life. And many, many of them are sorry that they did it. So I thought that was really interesting. And truth be told, I watched that. It's about an hour and a half long documentary. I watched a little over an hour. I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. So I still have the last 30 minutes to watch. So I'm telling you to the point that I got. And I I just thought that, that the last two people that he interviewed there that I saw were so articulate who could say all of the physical, biological, psychological reasons of who was a woman. They were clear. Where nobody prior to that was. I I have a question. Becky, I'm gonna ask you first, then Judy, get ready. Could you answer the question? I knew you were gonna ask me that. I'm like, don't ask me that question. Really? (laughs) Are you gonna are you gonna go there? You know,
0: it's it's I mean to actually I feel like I need to give a textbook answer as to what a woman answer. What's your answer from your heart and your brain? Okay. If nobody is expecting anything of an answer, then I would, with somebody said, what to you, what is a woman? I would probably have to say, and I don't know if this is right or it's terrible that I first have to like preface this, which is a female thing to do. I would say being a woman is someone who is able to bear children, someone who is nurturing Someone who has the biological characteristics of being able to procreate. I, isn't that funny? I knew you were going to ask me this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know that you can answer it without getting biological.
2: That's fair. I, I do. I, I, I believe that it's biological. I, 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 my answer would be, it is a human being who was born with a vagina, uterus, ovaries, uh, you know, and the, the hormones, uh, the estrogen and hormones of the female uh, human being. Um, that's what I would say is a woman is a, uh, you know, a female Um that's,
1: that would be my answer. Yeah. And, and I think that my answer would be that, that they have the XX chromosome instead of the XY chromosome, Mm -hmm. that, that, that's usually your telltale sign there. Mm -hmm. And, and I agree totally with, with you, Becky, that, that it is somebody that can bear children, but there are certainly women who can't bear children. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, say that they're not women. I do not believe that a man can bear children. Do not believe that that was a question that was asked in the video a number of times. And, and people, again, they hesitate and they said, well, yeah. So if a woman transitions to a man and she still has, or he still has ovaries and uterus, yes, he can have a child. Okay. But is that a man? And here's, Here's what I would say. I know I'm going to get in trouble, but you know what? This is just my my common sense to me is that a woman is somebody that can bear children or somebody that has the, the XX chromosomes that, that, that we were born with. And I don't dispute that there are people that want to be the other sex and that they do things to live as the other sex. I don't believe that that makes them the other sex, though. That's the issue. They can live as the other sex. And that's interestingly what this person who did, transgen- who did transition in the video talks about. I did all the things that I needed to do to transition, but I'm still never going to be. Um, th- this is a woman who transitioned to a man, by the way. I am never going to be a man. I don't have the the body shape, the body composition, the bone structure. And, you know, the best example is Leah Thomas, right? The swimmer who's taking all the medals and the women are are not getting any wins there. And the same thing with a lot of the runners because they are biologically built differently. So you can live as the other sex, but I don't think that you are the other sex. That's That would just be my opinion i agree
0: i do i agree and remember linda we had a conversation i don't know weeks ago i guess similar to this but bruce jenner heard well can i say that i probably can't say bruce jenner anymore um caitlin caitlin thank you caitlin jenner said it is that transgenders should not be participating in sports coming this coming from an olympian stating that the swimmer the recent swimmer that's taking all the medals leah thomas yeah he's saying that's wrong and that shouldn't be because even caitlin is very aware there are biological physical differences that as you said cannot be changed.
1: Exactly. And and that's, that's just a fact. So I don't mind if people want to live their life as they want to live their life, but I don't feel that I should have to have my, my kids or myself, you know, say certain pronouns or get in trouble. Kids are getting suspended from school for not, you know, saying the right pronoun. I don't feel that we should have men in our, our boys in the girls' restrooms. Those but that's right. Sweet. go back to
0: why has, why have the laws started changing for such a small percentage? Why am I being forced to say gender neutral instead of he or she, or he, she, the we, they,
2: why so, am I being forced? Were, to do that? So I think that um, now, uh, mind you, I'm just putting two and two together here, but when, when we were looking at this, the, the civil rights, um, fight that, you know, the, the fight for equal rights, um, for people of color, um, they were the minority. Okay. So people will say, well, you know, you have to fight for the underdog and you have to protect the minority against the majority. Okay. The challenge is, that when I look at the civil rights movement, what was happening to human beings of color was horrible. It was, it was unbelievable. It was to enslave someone um, is completely wrong. And it's a tragedy. When I look at someone who is a biological male and that person wants to be a biological female. I don't see how their rights are being taken away. I still think they have all the same rights that we have. They can dress up, they can do whatever. So is, is their right to go into, as a male to go into a female restroom, is that hindering their, right to love to live their right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness i don't know i mean i i think that it it infringes upon the safety right of somebody else i think maybe that needs to be considered that your rights cannot your rights can't overshadow or um, cause somebody else pain and suffering, um, but you know, I back to the whole children. Let's talk about the children, right? And how people who think that this is important to their lives that they don't want to be called um, any specific gender, that they want to teach our children that all humans are gender neutral, and that, that that's normal. Um, and to give them the opportunity to change their gender at any age. And I, I, I was sitting at the breakfast table with my son-in-law who's, um, 23 years old. Okay. And to me, that's still a baby. Okay. (laughs) He's still a baby to me. Right. But, and he was talking about this tattoo that he had gotten that he hates. No, He hates this tattoo. Um, And I'm like, well, why? Why do you hate it so much? He goes, oh, my gosh, I was so stupid. I was 19 years old. And my buddy Jay and I went and we got these matching tattoos. Right. And at the time, we thought it was cool. So here it is a a permanent reminder of a temporary feeling. Right. Um, And I think, you know, he regrets getting that tattoo but I cannot imagine regretting getting a penis or or getting rid of my penis okay because of a temporary feeling of a feeling that I thought I was a girl and so I want to get rid of my penis right and I always wanted to be a girl and so I'm gonna try it out you can't try that crap out you know (laughs) you can't try that out. It it's, you know, it's just, it, our society is so lost. I think we are yeah, so I agree. lost. We're so lost.
1: I, I think, I, I think that it has to do with a lot with the loss of religion too. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, point out something that Tammy Bruce, you know, she, she's a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a news person, and she is a gay woman. And she said that, um, you know, Leah Thomas, with, with everybody, there, there are a, a portion of the population that hails her as this this amazing female swimmer and a portion of the population that disdains her for what she's doing. And what Tammy Bruce says, you know, here, here's, here's how she sees it as a gay woman is, This person is extremely selfish and, um, it's, it's the extent that a human being will go to hurt other people and step on other people to get what they want. And that's how she sees it. And, you know, and I think it's a very interesting take. And, you know, the, my last thing that I want to say is the last people that I saw on this video were pretty cool. Uh, Matt Walsh flew to Nairobi and he went deep into the jungle to uh, people who live in huts, Um, all obviously people of color, tribes with, you know, just just a traditional tribal uh, dress. And he asked them, he had an interpreter and, and he asked them, you know, what, what is a woman? And they, they, I mean, they didn't hesitate for a moment. The answer was a person who can bear children. What if a woman wants to be a man or a man wants to be a woman in, you know, within your tribe. And they looked at each other with the most incredulous looks like what (laughs) you, and, and they laughed. They, they didn't, they were so uncomfortable. And they said, that doesn't happen that 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 means that that person has something wrong in their head this is what they said this is from a very basic tribe that lives in the jungle and and they understand more than we understand here in the united states in in many ways even the women there you know they they had the same answers that that no, men are men, women are women. I, I have no prejudice against people who want to be whatever they want to be. Don't make me accommodate my life for it. That's all I'm asking.
0: Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day
1: People often ask
2: me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best, freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America Out Loud. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Alrighty. So uh, as as you ladies already know, um, we loaded up the farm and we headed to Beverly last week, right? What was that? The Beverly
1: Hillbillies?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. We- I saw
1: your car. It looked like that. <laughs> it really did.
2: <laughs> we had stuff on top. We had stuff. We had uh, a little what was it the bumper rack we had that full we had a big you know roof rack full and we still had the the back of the uh the car full but so we we were in one car it was Brian myself uh Emma we had two dogs so we had Gideon Coco and we had the cat there was a lot of hair flying in there I'm (laughs) telling you oh my gosh and you know you start out I don't know if you do this, cause I, you do this a lot more than I do, Linda. But, um, so I really, you know, I went to Trader Joe's and I'm like, okay, I, I want healthy snacks, right? I need to have, you know, I got apples and I got us, you know, some pre-made, you know, chicken salad wraps and tuna. And um, what, you know, good cheeses and some organic crackers and all the the yummy waters and the scented San Pellegrino. I'm trying, you know, I filled up the cooler so that we wouldn't. Do you think, do you think, do you think we ate any of it? No. (laughs) No. No,
1: you got to do what I do. I got to stop at every panda along the way. Yes, (laughs) I I used to do fried chicken. I don't do that anymore. That just doesn't work for me anymore. But, but I love all my little stops, but I went to whole foods on the way I found one in El Paso and, (laughs) uh, and they have the best little trays of um, like uh, salami and, and, cheeses that that are just like you can eat the whole thing the whole pack and it's it's not a lot of calories but oh my gosh they're so good so i really i bought out whole foods but then i saw i saw these giant uh toffee white chocolate cookies and i went oh my god so i had to try it and (laughs) I I know that this morning my husband said I'm gonna try one of those. Let me have one. I said, Oops, they're all gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll find another Whole Foods honey. I bought him a whole box of oatmeal raisin because that's what he usually likes, and they're really good. But oh no, mine! I had a I had a fight with the dog over mine all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So I'm sure you had some
0: observations on both of your long trips, far as far as gas prices. Or, and um, when you did stop, when you said, oh, to heck with this healthy food, we're stopping at Chick-fil-A or something else along the way. How are things regarding the service industry?
2: Well, I got to say, so we first, um, the first leg was we went from Carefree to Amarillo, Texas. And um, we stayed at the Holiday Inn Express, which I want to tell you was fabulous. I love, I am, you know, I'm a glamour girl and I love my, you know, the Lowe's hotels and uh, the Ritz Carlton and the Four Seasons and I love all of that. But I have to tell you that the Holiday Inn Express is always, every single time, spectacular the beds the sheets everything is lovely it really is they were happy and excited that we were there we pranced our animals in and they were excited that our animals were there too i was i was so stinking happy and we um, get no
0: kickbacks on this show from Holiday. Inn.
2: I, not at all none of them <laughs> none of them and it was it was fabulous um and the uh, and the breakfast the next morning, but uh, all my good intentions with the food, straight to hell. Oh, heck, I mean, so anyways, it was great. But then we went on to St. Louis. So anyway, so the Holiday Inn was great, um, but but I really ate a lot of junk. We just ate so much junk everywhere. The leg from... Uh, Amarillo Texas to we stopped in St. Louis right downtown and um, I went to we so you have to remember this is 11 hours 12 hours we've been driving and Brian only let us stop once so oh my (laughs) no it was rough but I get in there they don't have my reservation at the Hampton Inn And they don't care. They just didn't even, they didn't even, there was just like, it was, it was a a totally different atmosphere than I experienced at the Holiday Inn Express. So thank goodness, whatever, you know, we went online and uh, we ended up staying at the Hilton True, which was truly wonderful, truly wonderful. And they were happy that we had the dogs too. And it was lovely. Um, But it was a grueling trip from there. There we had a a only, I think it was only 10 hours from there to Traverse City. Uh, But it was what, what was so great though, was being all together in close quarters. I know you might think, "Oh my gosh, you know, all that junk food, all that hair, all that uh, you know, closeness and yet I had the best time with my Emma Bean, 16 years old, to get trapped in a small space with her for 30 hours <laughs> was <laughs> It was the best. We laughed and laughed and laughed, even during the times that got a little bit tense. It was as if, you know, if one of us was really tense, the other two of us, you know, made fun of it. Right. And we would tease each other to the point where uh, you just had to start laughing and laugh at yourself for being upset about whatever you were upset about, you know, um, it was it was wonderful. We stayed at the Hilton True TRU right downtown St. Louis, and every single person, from the valet to the person who checked us in, to they were spectacular. They were, uh, and I thanked them. I'm like, thanks for working. Thanks for showing up at work today. and thank you for making my stay wonderful because uh, I'm desperate at this point. I'm stinky. I'm hungry. I'm tired. And they were, they were so kind, you know Um, I thought they were spectacular and I, I don't ever want to see another Twizzler again. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, our, our family took summer vacations from the time I was probably two all the way until I was probably 12. Uh, my brother's four years older and these were your down and dirty, bare bones, basic road trips. And looking back on those times and we did it every summer, we, our family saved and we packed food and made it as economical as possible. Stayed in Holiday Inns, which my parents, my dad kept scrapbooks. He made scrapbooks from some of these big trips and saved the receipts from the hotels. And he said the biggest expenditure was the night we came home through Iowa, came back from a trip out west and came back. It was the 4th of July. We were really tired, stayed in the hotel, pulled up to this hotel, whatever it was. And he said, he came back to the car and said, honey, it's going to be $24 for the four of us to stay here tonight. And my mom just said, you know what, Gordy, we need to do it. It's our last night. It's the 4th of July. And I remember that hotel because my brother, they let us stay up late. My brother and I were in the pool and watching fireworks and that together time, all those years, we went, I think I've been in 48 states. We drove everywhere. And my brother and I screamed and fought. And my parents, you know, do I need to go back there? Yes, yes. The <laughs> all of that. All of those times and experiences and knowing the gas prices and watching my father keep track of the mileage and on his little black book that he kept in the glove compartment and how we made lunch and ate in the mountains in the Rockies along a Creek that you could drink from. And Oh, the moose at the front door in Wyoming, the earthquake that we were in out in Yellowstone, the alligators we saw in Florida. I mean, all of those times and those road trips were bonding experiences and wonderful experiences. I, I cherish today. Now, Today, traveling is different. Everything is exponentially more expensive. With the passage of what the world has gone through with the pandemic, things have changed dramatically. And so stressors are there that may not have been there before. I mean, overall, stressors are everywhere with people being short-staffed. The hotels are short-staffed. The restaurants are short-staffed the gas prices are no longer 63 cents a gallon. That just dated me. And it adds to a lot of stress. People can't really travel like they used to.
1: It's not affordable to either drive or fly. You know, that that brings up an interesting point because a lot of people bought RVs uh, during COVID because it was an easy way to travel. They could still go places, but not have exposure to other people. And my husband and I traveled that way. We, we decided just to get in our RV because we're so stir crazy from being at home. And we went and we drove the whole uh, Southern border, the beach border of Texas from one end to the other and just stopped at all the beaches just, you know, to, to get out of the house. And nobody was out at that time. Well, Fast forward to today, and the reason that, that we drive our RV to, from Texas to California fairly often is because we still have businesses out here in California, and so we, we have an RV because we happen to love our dog. Our dog can't fly. She's a red nose pit, and um, so we're taking the dog, and the dog's coming with us, and you know, she's here now with me, as she always is. So, here's what I saw that was different this time. When COVID happened, um, all the places the RV stops were so jam packed because everybody had an RV now. You could not get in a place. Used to be that that we could just stop in our favorite place and like they'd always have a place. No, now you call a week ahead and they don't have. There's nothing. Well, this time every place was available again because the gas prices are so high, all those people that bought RVs can't afford to drive them. And it's really pretty tragic because now you've got this huge payment, an RV payment is not a small payment, and and now you can't even use it. So all of our places were available. The other difference was they were triple the price. So where where you used to stay for $35, you know, now there are $75 and that that's really crazy. And some places were, were even more. So that was, that was a shock. Um, I will say that it cost us somewhere between 800 and thousand dollars just in gas to drive from Texas to California, not counting the, the sleepovers in the RV places So, I mean, that I, that was an expensive trip. And then when you stop to eat, you know, that makes it more expensive, but in the RV, we pack up our own food. So we, we bring our own food and we will stop for something. If we see something that's interesting along the way, but usually not. So I, what I, what I saw a lot of was a lack of employees, a lack of, um, just civility on the part of the employees to to look like they even cared that you were in the, the, the food place or the store and that they just don't, there's no expression, there's no welcome. Um, there's nobody around to ask a question of. It's almost like you're inconveniencing people. That's how I feel in a lot of places. There are other places like you said, Judy, where you know it's wonderful to go. I mean, I, I went to a, a what a, I forget the name of that? terrible herbst, a terrible herbst rest stop in Quartzite, which I'm sorry, but Quartzite, I love you, but you guys are, I mean, it's a hole in the wall city, right? And most things there are pretty um, unkempt. This place was amazing it was spotless it was beautifully kept it was beautifully stocked and it was obvious that the person who owned that place took a lot of pride in it made a big difference I told I will go back to that place every time I go through that city it's the last stop that we get gas in because speaking of gas we started in Texas uh, at 4.48 a gallon which for Texas is unheard of Um, we're we're usually at like a buck 65 under two dollars But so we're at 448 and then we, we go through New Mexico and it goes up to, eh, it wasn't too bad. It went up to like 479 and it stayed that way. If you watched where you got gas, Mm -hmm. um, try to get gas at Murphy's, you know, because it's cheaper. Um, Anyway, that, and then, Now in California, we're over $6 and in some places over $7. Believable. So it's, I mean, it's an expensive trip anymore. And I think it's limiting a lot of people and what they are willing to do right now. Well, and I guess,
2: you know, what our president is telling us is that it's just the price we have to pay for the transition.
1: Yeah, yeah. For his transition to right. to with with no fossil fuels, which is just crazy, it's not going to work for anybody in this country. This is a disaster. Um Well, what? you want to get even more of an exa- a disaster? I just read that they were going to have you wear masks for mo- monkeypox. So what's next? What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding.
2: I'm no. not kidding.
1: that that is not a disease that's transmitted by you breathing. So no. I, I don't. I don't even, I don't even get it. Other than that, we have to have a constant state of emergency for them to get all of their emergency garbage through. That's revolting. I'm revolting. Yep. Well, Mm -hmm. we all should be revolting. Uh, the gas prices are pretty revolting. I'm, I'm honestly concerned about, you know, the, the, the money that it costs. And when I think about my future in the RV, is that going to be something that's feasible with these gas prices, you know? It's sad. Yep. Well, as usual, we haven't solved a lot, but we had a lot of fun doing it. We did. You're here. Here, love you, gals.
2: <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Well, ladies, that's a wrap.
0: One more step for womankind.